Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for the Kutelochas, Yoradea, Chelik Sheni, Hilchois Kile Begodim, Halacha Beis. We're in the middle of paragraph Beis. In this set, it begins the beginning of a paragraph, Vizeh Bechinas Bigdei Kahuna, Shayunasimi Kilayim. We dedicate the learning today, Leilu Nishmas, Chunalei Ben Meir Mendel. And Lilu Nishmas, Rabbi Yezab Rabbi Nasan Yaakov, Yentafradl Bas Rabbi Shvarye, Zahavaleya Bas Rabbi Avram, Tzipko Rivka Bas Rabbi Hillel, and all the others that need an alias Neshama, and for a complete Rafur Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Rochel Bas Galia, Noe Nechama Bas Galia, Binyamin Yitzchok Ben Liba Margarit, Velvo ben Pesel, ben Pesia, Shenet Teba bas Miriam, Levi Elchonan ben Yael, Chaya Shufia Shushana bas Sora, Menachem ben Rishabasha, Chaya Brocha bas Perl, Vardalea bas Braina, Daniel Boruch ben Sora, Vivachaya bas Estamindel, David Shayo ben Sora, Avigail Brocha bas Shirad Voira, David Lei ben Shena, Idis Bas Marim Brindel, Michal Sora Bas Hadasa, Avram David Ben Chana, Sora Gitl Bas Chanariva, Gitgenendel Bas Sipoira, Lebalea Bas Sipoira, Avivi Yuan Bas Yispendel, Sorochel Bas Yispendel, Yehudis Ruchoma Bas Chavarus, Sora Yehudis Bas Sora, David Ben Behia, Shendel Bas Lea, Yaakov Yeshu Ben Freindel Rechel, Shemar Eliezer Ben Rochel, Shloimoi ben Rivka Sprinzer, Eliyahu ben Miriam Rus, Hillel Yisrael ben Soron, Echem Yizalmim ben Sorafega, Lei ben Zhenya, Yerachmiel ben Sivya, Yerachmiel ben Dvoira, Yerachmiel Avram Rechavya ben Dvoira, Peretz Elio ben Soraleya, Chavali bas Min Dvoira, Soraleya bas Chavaliba, David Shimshin ben Soraleya, Hindesheva bas Rachel, Ruvain Moshe ben Rochel, Besoch Shachel Yisrael. Rav Nosenzal speaking about the topic of kilayim, a mixture, an illegal mixture of wool and linen in clothing that's being worn. Vezer bechinas bigdei kuhuna shahiyunasen mikilayim. Where, however, the garments that the Koyhanim wore when they were serving in the Mishkan or the Beis Hamikdash were made from kilayim. Because they are kaviochel like Hashem's clothing. The Gemara tells us that Hashem is called Koyhein. When it comes to the law of Truma, giving Truma to a Koyhein, Hashem says, Take for me Truma, implying that Hashem is a Koyhein. And Kaviochel Hashem's garments are the clothing of the Koyhanim. Vialkein Gam HaKoyin Shalmato Mutter Lehizdamo Yiseilov Yisborach Lehislabesh Bemalbushe Kilayim. And therefore, the Koyhan on earth is also allowed to emulate Hashem Kaviochel in this sense and is permitted to wear 
garments of kilayim, shehim bechinas klolius hagvonen, which represent all the all the different colors, all the different types. Ki kol hoavoidav akrobonois heim tikan adas tikan abris, because all of the service that the koyhanim did in the base hamikdash is a concept of tikun adas tikan abris. Vaoz muter kilayim. And when there is das, when there's tikkun abris, then kilayim is not a problem. Whereas if it's not within the framework of fulfilling the mitzvah of tzitzis, or the garments being worn by the koyhanim in their service in the mishkan, then a mixture of wool and linen is forbidden, because if it's not within the framework of a mitzvah, we cannot join together wool and linen that there should be a true peace between them, that there should be a oneness, because they're opposites, as we learned earlier. And therefore, if we attempt to unite these two opposites, when it's not within the framework of a mitzvah, that, then the sitrachra is able to draw from that. Like the Eitz which was a combination of good and bad, and the sitrachra, the nochash, was able to draw from it. Ki iker yenikosoi mi pegam hadas, me irvov hadas, shu bechinas machloikes, bechinas tsemru pishtim, kishain beinehem hachroa alidei tikan hadas. Because the main source from which the sitrachra is able to draw is when there's a, a lack of das, <coughs> a deficiency of das, or the das is in a state of confusion, like machloikes, conflict, controversy. Like like wool and linen, when there isn't a a proper healthy compromise between them, through tikkun adas, v'alkein alidei levishas kilayim shel tzemru pishtim chasishon, and therefore by wearing a garment that's a mixture of wool and linen kilayim mishom yenikas hasitrachra chasishon, there the sitrachra can draw from. The azai niskalkalin habegodim, and then the clothing becomes damaged, the nasebechinas gaiva mamish, and it becomes gaiva, negative gaiva, arrogance, ugly arrogance, gaiva de sitrachra, shemise nase taivas niuf, which leads to taivas niuf, as we mentioned in a previous year, Rabbein Zal quotes the Pasuk, Eishes ish nefesh yekora hi totsud. A married woman traps a nefesh yekora, somebody who considers themselves great, special, in a, in a, in a manner of arrogance. Pegama das, a damaged das. Ki iker hagaiva nishtal shalom bechinas geus lovesh, bechinas klolius hagavnen knal. Because the whole concept of gaiva in this world, pride, arrogance, originates from Kaviochal, the heavenly garment, which is a combination of all colors. Ulemato, <coughs> colors here meaning different types of light. Chesed, Gevura, Ulemata, down here below on earth, Kishe'en Tikun Hadas, when there isn't 
perfect das, bechinas hachra, when there isn't the perfect compromise, the perfect union between different things, azai nifgam chas then damage is caused, venase gaiva mamish, and it results in actual gaiva, the negative type of gaiva. Kipigam ha, paragraph gimel, kipigam ha gaiva, hu pigam ha das, pigam niuf, because the, the negative sense of arrogance represents a, a defective sechel. It, it represents chas v'shon, a person leaning towards sins of pigam abris. Shezeo biatzmoi pigam kilayim shel tzemeru pishtim. That's actually what the sin of kilayim, of mixing wool and linen improperly together. Because there isn't a healthy union between them. Because pride is something that really is only appropriate to Hashem. And by Hashem, Hashem's pride and Hashem's humility are one. Because there's the famous quote from the Gemara, where you see Hashem's greatness, you see Hashem's humility. And this is the concept of a merging together of all the different colors, the different lights. Shekol hagvonen nechlolen yachad, all the different colors join together, and from all of the different types of colors, the different spheroids becomes one. Because the creation, Hashem's creating the world was a concept of creating something from nothing. And this could also be compared to the concept of pride, arrogance, versus humility. Because the term gaiva, arrogance, means I'm a somebody, I'm not a nobody, you're a nobody, I'm a somebody, I'm a something, I'm a yesh. A person considers themselves a real somebody, a something. That's the concept of arrogance. Whereas true humility is the concept of nothing. Like Moshe Rabbeinu said in last week's parsha, in Parshas B'Shalach, V'nachnu mo, we are nothing. And Hashem, when He wanted to create the world, Hashem, who is Bechinas Ayin, in order to create, Hashem Kaviochel cloaked Himself in this Geus. That's what the creation of the physical, materialistic world represents. The world, as we know it, is something. Prior to the world, there was nothing. This concept of Ayin and Yesh, this concept of Gaiva and Anova. But by Hashem, the word Gaiva is not negative at all. It's perfectly appropriate.
וזה בחינס, השם מולוך גיוס לובש, כי הבריאה בכלל היא בחינס לבוש היסבורך. Because the entire creation is כביכול, like a garment for Hashem. It's Hashem's garment. והוא בחינס גיוס, בחינס יש כנל. אבל אצלו יסבורך, however, by Hashem, אחר הבריאה וקודם הבריאה כול אחד. Prior to creation and post creation are all one. בחינס השם אחד ושמו אחד. ועל כן, הגייבה והענובה כל אחד. It's all one by Hashem. בחינס, as the Gemara says, במקום גדולוסוי שומעת המועצמן סנוסוי. Where you see Hashem's greatness, you see Hashem's humility. It's one by Hashem. וזהו בעצמוי בחינס כלוליוס הגוונן. And this is the concept of all the different colors, all the different types of light merging together, joining together. The diverse different types of colors and light join together in complete oneness. Because the different colors <coughs> And the different types of light, as, as we perceive them, are basically divided into two categories. A right side and a left side. Chesed and Din. Shehem nimshochem ebechinas koidem abriya v'achar abriya. And they originate from the concept of before creation and after creation. How? Ki koidem abriya kuloi toi v'chesed. Because before Hashem went ahead and created, there was just Hashem. Hashem is toiv. Yudke Vavke is bigimatria toiv in Mispar Kotan. So Hashem is all toiv, all chesed. V'achar Abriya, after Hashem went ahead and created, Mishom Achiza Sadin. That's where the concept of din originated from. Bereshis bara eloikim es hashemayim v'soretz. Ukeshenichlal yachad, achra abriya v'koidam abriya, and when these two join together, pre-creation and post-creation, shezer bechinas klolius gaiva digdusha ba'anova, which is the concept of holy gaiva joining together with anova, that's the concept of the entire concept of din merging together with chesed. And then all the different types of light are all complete oneness. And this is the concept of Kaviochel Hashem's garment of pride, Shehem Kulem Mikol Hagvonen Kaviochel, which is made up of all the different types of colors, all the different types of light, Shekol Hagvonen Nichlolem Biyachad, and all of them merge together. Bebchinas Achdus Mamish in as oneness. Avolemato, that's way way up there by Hashem, but down here on earth. When there isn't a proper, healthy joining together of these opposites, when we dress ourselves in these opposites, in wool and linen, 
it results in a conflict. And then the pride becomes actual gaiva, the negative type of gaiva. Because what is actual gaiva when yesh doesn't merge together with ayin? When something, something that's a something, doesn't merge together with this concept of realizing that we're all nothing compared to Hashem Kaviyochu. And the person thinks, it, it appears to the person as if they are a somebody, a something. That's what real gaiva is. When a person does not nullify and negate their whole being, their whole somethingness, in order to merge together with, inf- with the infinite, with Hashem, who is Bechinas Ayin. When a Jew, when a human being who is somebody, who is something, when the person is to consider themselves complete nothing and they nullify all of their desires to what Hashem wants. What does this mean, I'm, I'm nothing? It means, you ask me, what do I want? I don't want, I want what Hashem wants. There is no I want. There's not Hashem wants and I want. There's only what Hashem wants. That concept of this beetle, that concept of a person considering themselves nothing. There's only Hashem. And there's only the will of Hashem. There's only what Hashem wants. There's nothing else. When a person is to do that, then they're, they're turning the yesh into ayin. They're turning their yeshus into ayin. They're, they're taking the creation, which is yesh, and merging it together with pre-creation, which was ayin. Whereas when a person has gaiva, arrogance, who mafrid chas hayesh then that person is separating the yesh from ayin. There's Hashem and there's me. I'm also something. I'm also a somebody. I also have what to say. And then there isn't a healthy union and a oneness and a peace between chesed and din, which are represented by wool and linen. Nimtza, Rav Nosazal says, therefore, to summarize and to conclude, Shetzemer u'pishtim heimbechinas chesed v'din. Tzemer and pishtim, as we showed in the beginning of this halacha, represent chesed and din. Tzemer is white, white wool, which represents chesed. Pishton is flax, linen. We said that the, the Gavriel, the Malach Gavriel, is dressed in, in badim, in, in pishton. When there isn't a healthy compromise between them, as a result of the negativity that's caused by wearing kilayim when it's not within the framework of the mitzvah tzitzis, that itself is like Gaiva, a person being arrogant. She'ikar ha'pegam, 
who shemafrid chas v'shalom hayesh mehaayin kaviyachol, because the real damage in gaiva is that the person is separating yesh from ayin. He's separating himself, I'm something, I'm somebody, from ayin, from Hashem. And that's actually what Pegam Adas and Pegam Abris is all about also. Vohovein Heitev, Rav Zal says, understand this well, ki All of this is clear to someone who's familiar, who's knowledgeable in concepts of Kabbalah, concepts of Hasidus, Rak bim koim mitzvah tzitzis, shein tikkun abris, tikkun adas, oz mutar kilayim. Whereas, <coughs> within performing the mitzvah of tzitzis, which represents tikkun abris, as we learned earlier, it says in the parish of tzitzis, v'loi sasuru achrei levavchem, achrei neichem, that by wearing tzitzis, by looking at the tzitzis, you will not look where you're not supposed to look, chas v'shalom. <coughs> oz mutar kilayim. In tzitzis, which is tikkun abris, tikkun adas, there the mixture of wool and linen is permitted. Kios alidei tikkun adas nase achdus bein semeru pishtim, because when the das is perfect, when the das is proper, then the semer and pishtim merge together in a healthy way. Venezbatel hagayva de sitrachra, venechlelas hagayva dekdushavanova, and we eliminate the wrong type of gayva. And the holy gaiva merges together with anova. Shezel bechinas tikan adas tikan abris v'nechlolim kol agvon and yachad, and all the different colors, all the different midas merge together. Bebchinas achdus, bebchinas Hashem echod u'shmoyechod. As the Torah says, in the future, Hashem will be one, and His name will be one. Baruch Hashem li'olam, amen v'amen. Question in the chat, what is Lifne Habriya in our context where there was all chesed? Rab Nosenzal here is not getting into the detail, in the Kabbalistic detail. He's saying on a certain general level, before creation, there was only Hashem. After Hashem went ahead and created, there was Hashem and the creation, the world. Only Hashem, when we talk about only Hashem before creation, it's referring to Hashem in his purest form, which is Chesed, the basic, the most basic form of Hashem, Yud Kevavke, which generally represents Chesed. That's what it's referring to. Any other questions, please? Que- a question, a point that was made. Any connection to the Yosef Hatzadik's Ksoines Pasem? The answer is yes. Based on what Rav Nosenzal says here, it fits beautifully that with this Tikkun Abris, all the different colors join together. That's why Yosef Hatzadik, who represented the epitome of Tikkun Abris, he had this garment, which was this multicolored garment. Another question. Many articles of clothing require being checked for shatnas. So without such a check, a person might not even be aware that they're wearing shatnas. Will it bring a person to arrogance and problem with tikkun abris, even in that case? The answer is yes. Meaning, 
negligence of the law and not knowing the laws is not a heter. If a person was raised, they didn't know anything about Yiddishkeit, they're called Tinoik Shenishba. But once a person makes a decision to become religious, they're required to learn. We're required to learn. We're required to learn that there is such a concept of shatnes, that when wool and linen are together in a garment, it's a problem. It's a problem. And, and generally, they say, for example, I know in men's clothing, I know years ago it was known that, that those suits that are made in Europe, there there was much more of a chance of, of linen being found in the, in the lining of the suit, etc., etc. Now, today, Baruch Hashem, we have religious people selling clothing, and some of them, some of those places which are very religious, in the very religious neighborhoods, there you'll find that all the garments, they know to make sure that all the garments come from a place, all the woolen suits, where there's no linen being included at all whatsoever, and they have a, a, an approval, they have a sticker from the Shatnes Laboratory saying that we know 100% that the suits made in this factory or being sold in this store are definitely, you know, Shatnes proof. Any other questions, please? Halacha Gimel, Loisilba Shatnes, Tzemer Upishtem Yachtov, Gedilim Taseloch, Alpi Hamaymar Boyel Paroi, this halacha will be based on chapter 64 in Likut Imran, which is entitled Boyal Paroi, Me'inyan Chol Haponui, where Rabbein Zalver speaks about creation and Hashem speaks about the fact that in order to create the world, originally there was only Hashem. In order for there to be a creation, Kaviochel Hashem had to vacate an area in order to make room for creation. That's called Chol Haponui. The past halacha that we did, and this halacha, these are based on chapters on the Kutman and based on ideas that are lofty, that are spiritual. And again, if a person isn't used to this type of thing, it sounds, it sounds difficult, it sounds strange, but the more a person learns this, the more a person becomes more familiar with these concepts. And we know that this is a very holy part of the Torah. Rav Zal says now, V'haklal, to summarize what Rav Zal says there, Ki yesh apikursis v'chakirois hanemshochem mecholol haponui. Rav Zal there explains that there are two types of questions. There are questions that can be answered in this world, and there are questions that cannot be answered in this world. Rav Zal says there, that when Hashem first created the world, there were two things that took place. Number one, there was this cholol haponui that had to be created. There was this vacant space that had to be created, where kaviochel Hashem vacated. Hashem took himself out of there to a very large degree, although if Hashem were to take himself completely out of a place, the place couldn't exist. So there's that. And there's Shvira Sakelim. We're told that when Hashem attempted to place his light into certain vessels, those vessels shattered. And, and they shattered just like when you have a, a glass, let's say a pitcher of water, and the pitcher of water breaks and shatters, you have a mixture of broken glass and water. So too when there was Shvira Sakelim, you have a mixture of these shattered vessels 
and the light that was inside of them that made them shatter. So Rav explains there, those questions that are, come from Shviras Kalim, where it's a combination of shattered vessel and light, there is light there, there is light visible there in a sense, those questions can be delved into and those questions can be answered. Whereas those questions that come from the Cholol Haponoi, those are questions we are not supposed to ask and we're not supposed to attempt to delve into them now while we're in this world because we won't come up with the right answers and it could lead to a lack of faith in Hashem, Chas V'Shalom. So Rav Nosenzal says now, Vaklal kiyesh apikursis v'chakirois hanimshochem micholol haponoi. There's a lack of faith in Hashem and there's a, a, a type of questioning philosophy which comes from cholol haponoi asher al zenem are about which the Pesach says kol bo'eho lo yeshuvun v'lo yasichu orchos those who delve into that, those who go in there, won't come out. It's like a bottomless pit. And they will not achieve the path of life. It's forbidden for a Jew to enter into those types of questions, that type of philosophical study. Because it's impossible to be able to answer those questions now, in this world. Because those questions are coming from that place called Cholol Haponui. Whereby Hashem constricted, He shrank and removed His divine presence from there. In order to make room for creation. Because had Hashem not constricted Himself in this way and not vacated the area, there wouldn't have been any room for creation. And therefore, those questions which are coming from that place, from Cholol Aponui, we today cannot find Hashem there. We cannot find answers and knowledge to resolve those questions, those paradoxes. Because if we fill in that vacant space, if we try to fill in that vacant space, <coughs> then there's no more room for creation, chas v'shon. Then we, we, we take things back to ein soif, chas v'shon. Alkein, yashev im hasechel, elu Therefore, it's impossible with knowledge, with light, to try to resolve those questions because that's a place where Hashem removed the light from there. And if we try to put light into there again, we're going we're gonna to mess everything up. Even though in truth, those questions, those kind of questions are not intelligent questions at all. 
It's just that we are not capable of answering them right now because they come from that place called from which Hashem shrank and removed his knowledge, his presence from there. Because the entire creation was done with Chachma. It's a pasuk, Kulam Bechachma Siso. Avul Bechol Haponoi. However, in that vacant space, Shom Pino Kaviochel Chachma Soi. From there, Hashem removed his Chachma, Kedei Sheyeh Mokon Lahabriya, in order that there should be room for creation. Now, these words that I'm saying, we, we can't really understand it. We don't know what does that mean. What do you mean? Chachma takes up space? Chachma is something physical? What are you talking about? The answer is this is the terminology that's being used in order for us to be able to relate to these spiritual concepts. Just like we know that if, if you want to make something in a room and, and the place is cluttered, you have to first remove the clutter in order to make room. So to hear, Kaviyochel Hashem had to make room. There's this concept of making room for creation. And making room in the case of Hashem, which is wall-to-wall light, means removing the light from there. And therefore, it's impossible for us today to be able to find within those kinds of questions to be able to find the knowledge to, to be able to resolve them. Because if we do that, if we imply that there is knowledge there, there is seichel there, then there's no creation. We're pushing out the creation. In order for the creation to be there, we said that, that the knowledge, the chachma, the light had to be removed. Alkain osur lichnois klal be'elu hakushois hanimshochami chola Therefore, it is forbidden for us to delve into the, those kinds of questions that come from the Chorol HaPonoi, Raklismoich Alemuna Levad. But rather, so how do we deal with those questions? We change the channel. We go into Emuna mode. That even though I don't understand, I believe. I believe in Hashem. I believe that Hashem created the world f- something from nothing. I believe Hashem created the world in six days and He rested on the seventh. Because through Emuna, a person passes over all the different types of knowledge and rationale. <clears throat> Avram Avinu was called Avram Ho'ivri. La'avor means to pass over. He had the ability to pass over any types of questions that he wasn't supposed to delve into. Because these perplexing questions, meaning these types of paradoxical questions which the philosophers try to study, which come from the cholaponui, cannot be answered now 
עד לאוסד לבוי, until the future, שעוז יסגלה זה הסויד של החולו הפונוי. In the future there's going to come a time when Hashem is going to reveal the secret of the חולו הפונוי, שאי אפשר להבין אוי אכשר בשום אופן, which we today cannot possibly understand. כי באמס בוודאי גם בהחולו הפונוי יש אלוהי כוסי וחכמוסי יסבורך בהלם. Because the, true, the real truth is that even in the Cholol HaPonoi, Hashem's presence is in there. And Hashem's Chochmo is there in a very hidden way. Ki shum dovar Because nothing can possibly exist without the divine presence of Hashem in it. V'im came. And if Hashem's divine presence is in there, then it's not vacant. And therefore, we have to really say two opposite things about the Cholol We have to say Yesh, that Hashem is in there, and Ayin, and we have to say Hashem is not in there. The real truth is that Hashem's divine presence is found in the Cholol Aponoi in a very, very hidden form. And even though Hashem is in there, it's still vacant. This is something that we will not be able to understand completely. Only in the future, that's when this secret of the Cholol Aponoi will be revealed. We'll be able to understand these opposites. <coughs> Whereby the Arizal says that this could be compared to a certain type of grasshopper whose shell comes from inside itself. It's the same matter as the, as the actual grasshopper. Because this constriction of the cholol this shrinking of the light, this limiting of the light, is referred to as garments. In Kabbalistic terms, when we talk about light versus absence of light, we talk about light and we talk about the covering, a cover, a cover, because we're not talking necessarily about the elimination of light, we're talking about the light being concealed. When the light is concealed, we perceive it as darkness. But we're told, the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us, that the cover, the cover itself, the vessel itself, is also light. It's a lower form of light than the light that's inside the vessel. This is one of the deep concepts that's discussed in Sifrei Kabbalah, and again, it's based on this, this phrase, this kahu kamsa de of a certain type of item where its garment is made of the same stuff as the item itself. I remember I remember as a child, whenever you had ice cream, he had ice cream in a cup, some kind of a cup, whatever it was. 
And then one time we went to a, a very expensive affair and they had ice cream in a cup where the cup itself was something to eat. The cup itself was chocolate or something like that. So the, the keli, normally a keli is something that simply contains the actual item and the keli you throw out. The keli is something that's to be thrown out. But we know there's a concept of a keli where the keli itself is also useful. It's also a positive thing. And here we're talking, when we're talking about Hashem, the keli and the light are both light. They're both light. They're different forms of light. Because the concept of Hashem lessening the light, or even using the term removing the light from the Cholalaponui, that's a concept of a garment. Like a garment covers the body, so too it covers the body, so you can't see the body. This concept of shrinking the light is also like a garment. And in the future, we, Hashem will reveal and give us the ability to understand completely this concept of this garment of the Cholalaponui, which the Sifrei Kabbalah says, which is compared to this type of grasshopper, where its, its garment, its covering, is from the same matter as the as the grasshopper itself. Ayin Shom calls Heitev Heitev. Rav says, study that chapter on Likutei Maran very very well, very carefully. It's interesting. I believe fifty two years ago, when I first came to Breslov, a short while later, the first. English book on Breslov was, was produced. It was called Rabbi Nachman's Fire. And it was a book of about 100 pages, 120 pages. And it had a, a short story, a short presentation of Rabbi Nizal's life, when he was born, how he was born, etc. A few stories about Rabbi Nizal. And it had two chapters of Likutei Moran in it that were translated into English at the time. One was the famous chapter 282, Reish Pei Beis, which Rabbi Nezal said that he wanted his students always to carry that with them, to take us with, uh, with, with us at all time, about looking for the good points in everybody and looking for the good points in yourself. And the second chapter was this Torah, Samach Dalit. And I believe the reason was like to give people a taste of the depth of Rabbi Nezal's teachings. This chapter 64 is based on the opening paragraph in the writings of the Arizal, where the Arizal introduces the topic of creation, how creation took place, and the Arizal introduces this concept that originally there was only the infinite light of Hashem. In order for there to be a creation, Kaviochal Hashem had to make room for it. There had to be this tzimtzum, Hashem had to constrict himself in all four directions to create a vacant area in which the creation could take place. But all of this is not referring to anything physical. There's nothing physical here. It's referring to light, it's referring to spiritual concepts. A comment in the, in the uh, chat, this lavush is a light reflected, like via a mirror versus direct light. 
correct. That's one of the translations. That's one of the interpretations of the vessel versus what's contained in the vessel. Now Rav Nosenzal begins. And again, if a person wants a broader explanation of this, take a look at chapter 64 in Likud Emoran. Paragraph Beis, V'zeh Bechinas Isur Shatnez. And based on that chapter in Likud Emoran, we'll be able to understand why this combination of wool and linen is forbidden in clothing that a person wears. Kikol, or in a cover, anything that a person uses to cover themselves, even a, a cover that a person covers themselves when they're sleeping. Kikol halavushin imshochim ebechinas cholo haponoi. Because all clothing, all garments, come from the concept of the cholo haponoi. Shehu bechinas levushin kanal, which we just said that the cholo haponoi is a concept of a levush a concept of, of the absence of light, a covering of light. And this is why it's forbidden for there to be this mixture, this shatnes in our clothing. We're forbidden to mix in clothing wool and linen together. Because linen, pishtin, represents the epitome of tzimtzum, the epitome of the shrinking of the light, which is the cholol haponoi. Bechinas gvurois, which is associated with gvura. Chesed is a concept of broadening, opening, is a concept of Hashem showing us His kindness. Constriction, closing something up, covering something, is a concept of Gevura. As it says, The angel Gavriel was dressed in Badim, in Pishta, in linen. Whereas wool represents chachma and das, which are shined into the cholol haponui, which is, which, and this chachma and das is also synonymous with chesed and rachmim. Because the Zohar Kodesh mentions many times that semer, white wool, is like the beard, the whiteness of the beard. Bechinas, as the Arizal says on the Pasuk, min hameitzar korosiko. From my constriction, I cry out to Hashem. And the Arizal says the word meitzar is the letters tsemer, kemuva bixavim, as is expressed in the Kisvi Arizal. And this is what the Pasuk in Doniel is referring to when it says, The garment of Hashem is white like snow, and the hair of his head is like white wool. This is all the concept of kindness, das, 
Because the concept of Hashem sharing His Das, His Chachma with us, which is how the entire world, the entire creation was made with Chachma, is associated with the Tikkune Dikna, the Tikkunim that are associated with the beard, which are the 13 attributes of kindness and the 13 formulas by which we expound the Torah. And this is what allows the world to exist and to function and to be perfected. Meaning, Rav Nelson is telling us here there were two steps. There was a step, there was a vacation, there was a vacating of the light, there was a tzimtzum, and then, when Hashem, when, when Hashem went ahead and created in that vacant space, it was with Chachma, Kulam B'Chachma Sisa. It was with Chachma, with Das, with Chesed, with Rachamim. V'yalkein Osur Liarev B'Halavushim Tzemer U'Pishtim Yachtov. And based on this, we'll understand why in our clothing, we're not allowed to mix wool and linen together, so that we shouldn't activate those questions, those doubts that are associated with and we said the is an example of garments. A garment is a covering, something that covers the light. So too the is a place where the light is covered, it's hidden. That a person will want to delve into those questions, those kind of questions, philosophical questions. And the person will want to resolve them. How are you going to resolve it? With knowledge. What is knowledge? Knowledge is Hashem. Chachma is Elokus. And the knowledge that's needed to resolve these types of questions does not, it's not possible for us to achieve that now in this world. Which knowledge are we talking about? The knowledge of joining together, of how wool and linen join together. How something and nothing can join together. Which is the tzimtzum of the cholaponi, where again we said earlier, Hashem is not there and Hashem is there. We can't understand how those conflicting things can, can apply. The concept of the tzimtzum of the cholaponi, which is the pishtim, the linen. And despite the fact that we're saying that Hashem vacated, we know that Hashem is there, and there is Chachma, which is represented by the wool. And even though we know that that's really true, both of those facts are 100% true, that Hashem vacated and Hashem is there. We cannot understand that right now, rationally, 
And it's forbidden for us to try to understand it, to delve into it. And this is the concept where in our clothing, in our garments, which are associated with it's forbidden for us to join together wool and linen. Which means we're not allowed to analyze there. We're not allowed to delve into it, to think about it. Even though the reality is that there is the presence of Hashem there. And despite that, it is vacant. And when a person wears shatnas, wool and linen together, that person could actually draw upon themselves the klipa, the negative force that comes from cholol haponui. Meaning, those types of paradoxical questions which we cannot resolve now. About which the Pesach says, All those that enter into there will not get out. They won't return. Because our clothing, our garments are similar in concept to the Cholol Aponui. The clothing that we wear is a covering. It covers what we really are. The Cholol Aponui is a covering of Hashem Kaviyochem. It, it, it hides Hashem Kaviyochem. Hashem is completely hidden there. Any questions before we close? question that was asked before about whether uh, whether if a person is not aware that they're wearing shatnas, will it still have a negative effect on them? The answer is it can. It depends if the person is 100% not guilty, they didn't know, they have no idea and they couldn't know. They couldn't possibly know. They grew up in a place where this knowledge, this information wasn't available, wasn't accessible to them at all. Then the person is not, not guilty. But if a person is within a framework where they can know, and they, they didn't ask, they didn't look into it, <clears throat> or they're ignoring chasveshon, they're ignoring that, that area of religion, then it's a problem. Just like any mitzvah, any mitzvah, whether it's kashrus, we know that there's a lot, in order for a person to, to observe all the mitzvahs, there's a lot, a lot to learn. So long as a person is trying to do the best they can every day to learn more and more, to get to know more and more, then what they don't know yet, they're not held liable for, unless, unless there's a negligence involved, chas v'shem. To know when to apply knowledge, when to apply emuna, and we're told that in the future there'll come a time in the future when the world will be filled with all kinds of knowledge. In order to get there, we need emuna. Says that Yerushalayim was destroyed from lack of emuna, and the geula will come from a, a heightening of emuna. 
We should be zeichet to try to increase, expand our emuna every day, our emuna in Hashem, our emuna in the Torah, emuna in Sadikim, our emuna in ourselves, and be zeichet to the Geula Shleimah. Amen.